On today's episode, we're talking about sex and sexuality. I am joined by Bob. Let's go right in. Okay, would you please introduce yourself? Yes, I am Bob. I'm a CK. I am a content creator. I am also a banker. Okay. I work with Access Bank. Uh, yeah, I love what I do basically in terms of creating content. I am from Abia State, Nigeria, and um, I basically love entertaining people, not okay. just me. So irrespective of whether there is time for it or not, I, I, I always try to get out time to just do my thing because it is what I love, basically. Right. So that's that's good. That's good. Well, I'm going to put your link be- below as well for people to you know check out your link and what you've done in the past. So that would be nice for people to see the different side of you outside of this. <laughs> yeah, I'll do that. Okay. So we'll get right into our topic, sex and sexuality, right? I think for me, I didn't grow up talking about sex with my family or my siblings or my parents. Um, I learned about sex from books and like reading Mules and Booms, all those, you know, paparazzi, um, teenage love years. Um, how was it, what was your first experience, not experience, but like, how did you know about sex? Okay. Um, so, you know, growing up in an African home, um, my parents, never for once sat me down or sat I and my siblings down and decided to, okay, let us talk about sex. <laughs> right. You Biology. Know, you know, it, was a, it was a very unspoken... They never spoke about it. Mm-hmm. And I'm even looking back, like, have we even up till now ever spoken about, about this? <laughs> yeah. you know, seriously. You just grow up and they just tell you, you know, the way they just come about it is from the religious angle. Don't engage in any kind of sin. They might not even come out to say sex outrightly. Yeah. You know, don't, don't engage in any kind of sin, you know, all those kind of stuff. So they never sat down and was like, okay, this is how it goes. This is what you should avoid. This is how, no, it never happened. It's just that the way the world is, whether they speak to you about it or not, growing up, you go out every day, probably in school, you know, your friends in the community, in the area, you know, wherever. You just get to know about it. Yeah. There, are, there are some things that you basically do not need to be taught per se. Probably somebody needs to sit down and speak to you about it before knowing about it. You just find yourself that, okay, you know what this is, you know. Yes, of course, while growing up, you will feel like, okay, I should not do this, but I know about it. You know, so it just comes. I think it's the intrigement, you know, like you're, they told you it's a sin, it's bad. Like everybody wants to try something bad at some point. Especially when you tell you tell a teenager that, oh my God, don't do that. What's that thing? What does it feel like? I, like, I want to go there and see for myself to see if it's bad or not. And we'll talk about how religion changes, you know, a lot of sex, um, earlier on in life but yeah go ahead sorry yeah so yeah of course i mean whilst um doing up it is the things that they say do not do those are the things you actually want to try let me even see why these people are telling me not to do this 
or do that. Yeah. You know, I mean, it could even, I could go, you know, biblical. Even in the Bible, God told Adam and Eve, do not eat out of this apple, you know. And at the end of the day, they ate it. I mean, is that they tell you not to do yeah. that you don't find yourself eventually doing, you know. Um, so, yes, it is not out of place mm. as a teenager to want to try out new things. Now, another could be peer pressure. You could meet people that, you know, are your friends and probably they've had sex before. Mm. And they're talking about it. And you, who haven't had sex before, you're looking okay. This one of these people are talking about this thing. Is it so like this, you know? Is this the way they feel? Yeah. yeah. So stuff like that could also want to make you try it out. Stuff like that could also want to make you try it out. If you're the type that can't really stand your ground, even before you are 15, 16, you've already engaged in it and that's how it just picks. I'll say 15, 16 is actually, well, maybe me coming from a Northern American point of view, now I'll say 15, 16 is probably not early. <laughs> <laughs> I, I would not say that's early, seriously. Um, but of course, it depends on the part of the world and religion, yeah. how religious your household is or things like that. Um, yes. Yeah. So it depends on your upbringing again. It really matters. I, I had my first sex when I was um, 21. I waited till that okay. <laughs> Yes. I'll say it. I'll say it. Now, I had friends whilst growing up, probably when I was 14, 15, and my friends, my age mates along that gap, they had already indulged in it and all, you know. Uh, mine, I remember vividly. First 21, and I was okay. It is, it is to me, yes, it could be satisfying, mm -hmm. yes, but it is overrated. Okay, let's, let's, let's keep that point <laughs> right now. Let, let's take it back to how we started, right? And then we'll go to the okay. myth in a few minutes. So we agree okay. that your parents didn't talk to you about sex. Um, okay. We agreed that, you know, sex can be early for some people when it can be late for other people like yourself. Okay. <laughs> um, so let's talk about some things that, you know, that are myths that you feel like you've experienced in when it comes to, you know, exploring sex and sexuality. Okay. Um, now, the myth, from what angle are you looking at? You know, what kind of myths, what kind of mythology do you want us to talk about? Let me take it away. Help yourself. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know, there is, there is, there is a lot surrounding it. Mm -hmm. um, how do I even structure my, my sentence now? Yeah. Like I was saying, it is, it is a little bit... Um, Overrated. Yeah, both of you, you and the opposite gender. Yeah. Of course, for those that are straight, you know, you come together, you have fun. There is the euphoria, you know, yeah. surrounding wanting to get down and all that. But sometimes when you are done with it, you'll just be like, okay, okay. 
Yes, okay, it is done. Yes, you know, especially if it's someone uh, you might not or you are not necessarily emotionally attached, attached to. to. Yeah. Yes, you know, most people now just um, indulge in it. Okay, I would say something. Sex actually is way cheaper than love now. It oh, is easier. I don't think it's now, though. I think it's always been a thing. It's just... It has, it's it has always been a thing, right? If you look for it. Um, and I feel like now with people being more open and, you know, just exploring their own selves and sexuality, it's it's just... And because now there is the social media, you know, the presence of it, there is the camera actually recorded. Now I feel like it's more accessible, not necessarily cheaper now. Okay, yes. Let us Let us put it that way, that it is more accessible. You could mm-hmm. literally be walking on the road <laughs> and you end up having sex, you know? So it is it is more accessible. It is no longer as, um, what is the word now? As sacred. Sacred, yeah. As it used to be, you know, back in the days, in the times of our parents, mm-hmm. you know? Uh, many of them would just see us and be like, I will be like, your generation is actually quite different from this generation. Yeah. I mean, you could just, now even people who are in relationships might not even respect their relationship, you know. They don't yeah. care, yes, I'm a relationship, but I can get it elsewhere, I can get it here, I can let just. So it is, it, is, it is very accessible. It is no longer as sacred as it should be. I'm still, I still go by this old school of thoughts. Okay. You know, some people could see me as a kind of, in quotes, old man in terms of, I still want to bring back or believe in how it used to be. Which is? Back in the days, which is, it shouldn't be easily accessible. I mean, everyone should, yes, it's good to have fun, but it should not just be so common that any, I mean, I mean, but that's what you think—that's what you think. Other people also have opinions too. Oh, it's yes, it's, no, it's sure. their body; they have they can do whatever it is they want with it. And yes, and, uh, go ahead. Yes, you know, it, it, it is it is it is so bad now that eleven-year-olds, twelve-year-olds are indulging in it. I would tell a story of I served. Okay, let me not mention the states. In Nigeria, I did my NYSE. Okay. I served in a particular state. I taught in an all-girls school. I even taught their junior secondary. And these girls were 12, 13, 14, probably the highest, 15, 16. And the kind of speech, the kind of talk that comes out of these girls' mouths. And I'm like, what is going on here? Mm-hmm. Really shocking. Could it shocking. be that they were just more educated than your generation or our generation? Like they had more access to to better education than we did. Like I'm not, I'm not saying Western like class education. I'm saying education that like broadens their mind and, and individuality. That doesn't necessarily mean they're trying. It just means I mean teenagers, young young kids, right? They, they talk loud, oh, I'm doing this, or oh, have you seen this, or have you seen that? Could it be that, possibly? Yeah, um, it, it, it is not a necessary, it is not a function of being more educated. Mm-hmm. It's a function of being exposed, okay. you know? 
um, the kind of society we find ourselves in right now, the exposure is everywhere. Right. I remember an exposure comes basically from social media. Having a smartphone. Um, I didn't have my first phone until I got into the um, university. I even finished secondary school before having my first phone. And the phone wasn't even a smartphone. You know? I mean, um, technically, I remember, how many people I remember, could afford smartphones though? Yeah. I remember the first um, social media app that I was using there was what we call was to go. Togo was the first app that exposed a lot of young ones to this idea of sex. Yes, it was there, but I remember that app being a very crazy app where they even had some rooms. If I remember back then, you could enter some rooms and it's, you know, all about stupid talk and all that. And that's the first kind of app that even exposes you to the idea, okay, okay, you know. Those kids are in a generation of social media. Right. You know, and um, 12 year olds, 11 year olds, 13 year olds, they are already exposed. Now, some of them would even talk in a more exposed manner than you, who is over 12, <laughs> 13 years older than them. Maybe you just catch up with the seasons. <laughs> you know, it, like I said, it, it, it was shocking. The things that I heard, I'm like, wow. Okay, I'll give you, I will say exactly what one told me one time. Because then, because it's an all girls, I always try to avoid them. You know, do not compromise your position as yeah. a teacher by, you know, doing stupid things with your papers or your students. One told me one, they say, Uncle, Uncle, if we have to you, ah, you will got stick trauma, don't know. Ah, what is going on here? Are you serious? Crazy stuff. Crazy stuff. I tell you, I, I mean, that was where I just realized that, man, this is no longer as, <laughs> as it used to be. Yeah. So, I mean, it is, it is accessible. It is more accessible now than it should be. Mm. Anywhere you go now, before, before, not to classify one gender over the other. Before, people say it is we guys, the men. We always are always looking for women to always have sex with and all that. I quite agree. But right now, the reverse is beginning to be the case. Because back then, you know, as a guy, you might need to talk, 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 talk. Who play your way around before mm-hmm. they finally accept you? But right wait, now, are you trying to say like men should still do the chasing and women should wait to be chased? Is that what you're saying? That is how it has always been. That, that is now, how it was from your understanding. That is how it was. It's not always true. I mean, well, what do you okay? Go ahead. Yeah, okay. So um coming to that aspect, I actually respect women who come out to see their minds. I mean, it's a big turn-on for me. Wow, you're bold, you're confident. I love that, you know. Uh, but the kind of boldness mm-hmm. that is being exhibited these days, you don't even have to wait as a guy to even tell anybody. They would approach you. I mean, I like you. Let's just have fun. I'm like, oh, wow. You know, that mm-hmm. is how 
accessible it is right now. It used to I be. Mean, okay, so let, let's <laughs> let's clarify something here. How old is the person coming to tell you? I want you. Like, if it's an adult, that okay, somebody, I don't know, like if she's in like her twenties, teenage years. No, definitely. And definitely, you know, she's okay with herself, and she just wants what she wants, and she does it respectfully. She's not like sexually harassing you or like exactly. That's no, fine. That is, I don't think anything is that bad. Is why I said, yeah, it is good. It's okay. it good. You know, the courage is not there. The boldness is now there. It is no longer seen as um, um, it is no longer seen as women wanting to probably wait till marriage, marriage yeah. before you know um, having sex or all that. Um, right now, I would say, in most people's opinion, virginity is now overrated. Most girls don't even care anymore. They just come at you. It is quite good. Like I said, like I said, I've seen one or two. And I'm like, nice. You know, that I've come and tell you that, okay, I like you. I mean, I, I just like you. It's not as if anything. And you guys chill and all that. I can even tell you that one or two of them are still, we are still very good friends because, I mean, we were friends. You opened up. Probably we had fun. Yeah. Yeah, there is this understanding there that, okay, yes, um, we are still friends, we are good, you know? So it, it, that is the kind of society we find ourselves in. Like so I would, said... Would you say the accessibility now of, of sex has made more women stronger and bolder to just go for what they want? Because I feel like, even though you, you think um, having that knowledge at a young age might not be good but like also knowing at, at an early age empowers you to just go for what you want is that a, is that a good side sorry yeah so now i believe in every adult okay taking responsibility for whatever decisions mm -hmm. they want to make or they are making right. so if as an adult anybody feels they want to indulge in sex please go for it okay right. yes Go for it. Um, I won't. I'm not sort of be maybe religious or biblical, or of course, biblically, it is a sin. Religiously, even even our Bible tells us that you know. But I just feel like we are in an age whereby do whatever you want to do, as long as you are an adult and you will take responsibility for whatever outcome that may result mm -hmm. from such action that you have taken. As long as you can take responsibility, please, by all means, do whatever you have to do. Okay. Are you sure you get it? So, yes, the, it has made a lot of women bolder. It has made a lot of women braver. And um, in a way, it is it is a good thing. It is a good thing. Going on those days where um, our women were probably timid and shy and always wanting to be reserved you know not speaking when boys or men are speaking yeah. and all that so it is a good thing in a way okay. if we are talking about equality like we speak about it is a good thing it goes both ways okay. it goes both ways so that is just it all right so we've talked about we've talked about you know heterosexual love up until now i'm going to flip it a little bit here do you believe that you know 
having a, a same gender relationship or um, sexual relationship or marriage is is a choice. You also taught in an only girls school, so what are your yes. your opinions on that? Okay, so you see this issue of um, same sex union, same sex marriage, same sex sex. I've always seen it as a very delicate matter. Mm-hmm. You know, back in the days, um, in years gone by, probably 70s, 80s, it, it, it was a taboo. Mm-hmm. It was a taboo. I'm not saying it is still not seen as a taboo. But you see, most times it could be hard to explain why gay or lesbians indulge in such acts. Mm-hmm. I've tried thinking about it. I've tried reading more about it to know why this is so. Now, there was an article that came about one time um, from the biological point of view. Mm-hmm. Um, some people are born, probably a boy was born, but he has more female chromosomes Yeah, than him than the male chromosomes. And yes, he has the male organs, you know, the features of all the male organs and all, but biologically, the chromosomes in his body is more out of female mm-hmm. than male. And then this particular boy starts growing up and starts behaving like a female. You know, maybe he starts, you know, the things females do while growing up, you want to dress pretty, you know, you want to walk, you know, like a model, you can't mm-hmm. walk and all that. I grew up yeah. seeing those kind of boys. You are walking and you are just doing your hands like this. And, you know, then I remember in secondary school, there were one or two guys that were like that. Just always wanting to. Definitely. You know, yeah. Then uh, I I would have said I couldn't explain it. Uh, why why is this so? Even when I've seen a lot of guys, grown ups, talking something like, like a woman and, you know, so that is the biological point of view. Mm-hmm. Now that is the article I read. It's I will not come out to say hundred percent that it is true mm-hmm. because this is a very, very ambiguous and delicate topic. Yeah. You know, many things could be attributed. Now I don't think there is any perfect explanation. So why these people are gays, or why they are, they are not straight, you know, I, I I have not come across the perfect explanation to sum it up. I mean, as a guy, you see your fellow guy and you like him. See, as I am self, there are a few occasions in my life, you know, that yes, I've even been approached. And you see a guy that is trying to post you. And um, in quotes, I would say, then I found it really, really, you know, irritating. I mean, I remember when I was seven, <laughs> I was trying to buy something at a junction. And one guy approached me and was talking to me, doing his desk like this, as if he was talking to you. Know, you were seven, one, you said? One guy. No, did you say you were seven years old? No, I was seven. Okay, seven. seven. Okay, okay. I think you were seven years old. No, no, no. I was serving. So I was buying something at the junction and he pushed me and I was like, and I'm like, what is going on here? You know? I mean, yes, we find it 
somehow, you know, when a guy approaches a fellow guy, and that's what I've learned over the last couple of years, mm. not to actually uh, judge these people because um, there might be a reason why they are like that, mm. which I tried reading up on. And then the only one I could, I can actually feel might be closer to the perfect explanation is the biological structure. Okay. Yeah. I've, I've, had, I've had a couple of people in the past or like around me tell me, oh, um, it's because they were abused as kids or people like just trying to rebel against the heterosexual norms or, I mean, simply it's just who they are, you know, it's, it's what they know, it's what they feel. Um, I think what, what I read a book called, um, she called me woman. I think that's what it's called. And it's actually by a Nigerian author who talks to queers in Nigeria, all over Nigeria, not just Lagos. It was on the Northern part, the Southern past, like literally all parts of Nigeria together. And they okay. explored, um, you know, the, the queer, what it is to be queer in Nigeria and just yeah, you know, the okay. way it's, it's perceived. And some people, like some people that actually considered queer in Nigeria. There's one particular one. She plays for um, Quara State, something female football. And the whole reason why she's gay right now, why she's a lesbian is because um, it's easier, it's more accessible to her to date somebody within the teams, like within her team. And she also said, um, sex with men, like wears you out physically. And that way you don't get to, be at your best compared to having sex with a female. Um, but I also know that like, you know, I have friends who are in their own bodies. They know for sure they want to be with, with, with females or guys who are just like, yeah, I've been there, done that. I didn't really like the female vagina or sorry if that's too explicit, but like, I didn't really like being with a woman and they just prefer it. So I feel like there's no right or wrong way. And maybe this is just from we not having that orientation, but it's just, it is what it is. What I have issue with in our culture, being a black person, being a Nigerian, yeah. being an African, is the, is the way they treat other people. You know, they, we as a culture need to do better and just understand people or accept them for who they are and not question you know, nobody questions you for being straight. You know, nobody says, oh, you're straight, you yeah. need to come out, you know. But there's that old thing about being gay or being bisexual. And like, oh, so when are you coming out to your family? Or, oh, I came out to yeah. my family. I, You don't have to come out. You know, like being straight okay. doesn't mean you have to come out of the closet. Where is the closet, Seth? You know, like <laughs> they did not go like 20, however years it took them to say, okay, this is what my sexuality is. And then people say, oh yeah, they're out of the closet now. But that, which closet? Like, <laughs> I just, I find it really sometimes a little difficult that people have to explain themselves or their choices to other people who feel like what they are is the norm. Like that's the yeah. way it should be. Yes, um, just like you've, you've rightly said, the African culture is not as accommodating as the Western culture. Yeah. And um, fortunately or unfortunately, that is where we found ourselves in. That is where we were born. That is where we were raised up. We were born as Blacks. 
Mm-hmm. You know, so it is not as easily, even over there in the Western culture, you know, um, even the whites still find it hard. Some Most of them coming do, out, yeah. Coming out to tell the family that they are not, because in a way, in a way, the world already sees this as a taboo. How? I mean, how? Well, it has been from time in um, in memorial. Even the Bible said it. Um, Sodom and Gomorrah. Yeah. They were practicing gazing and lesbianism over there. Back then, thousands of years ago. So it has been from timely memorial. Yes. Even if I should go a little bit religious, even girl and boy is a sin. Girl and girl is a sin. Boy and boy is a sin. Everything so is a sin. He's married and married that is accepted. <laughs> <laughs> yes, so that, okay. is, that is how it should be under the most circumstances, you know. But the culture is, is, is not as accommodating. Yeah. As, um, you know, the Western culture is now more accommodating than the African culture. It is hard coming out. It is hard really, really coming out. But I, I, you cited an example of a player playing for a team, and the reason is because she finds it, um, what, what did you say? She finds it more... Less draining physically for her. Less training physically for her and also um, accessible, right? The accessibility to a uh, female eye to me. I don't think that's an excuse. If you, as a woman, you like a woman, fine. Don't come on and tell us that um, you found it less strange because I believe in communication. Mm-hmm. If you have a husband, you have a fiancé, you have a boyfriend and... You know, that's, as a girl, you have a boyfriend, you have a husband, you have a husband or a fiancé. And when both of you are making love, having sex, you do not like the way it's going. I believe you should be able to communicate and tell him, come, why not let's explore this? Why not let's, let's do this? Mm-hmm. I mean, two adults are coming together and vice versa, you know? So it should be enjoyable. It shouldn't be stress. Right, right. Communicate, communicate with your partner you know, if it's stressful for you. Let your partner know, oh, probably there's a particular position you do not enjoy, or probably there is a particular style you do not enjoy or the intensity you do not enjoy, it. you want it harder, you want it slower, communicate. Mm-hmm. And by communicating, you are going to bring out the best in each other. Mm-hmm. So for me, I do not find that excuse tenable, you know. Now, the second one of... Uh, maybe always been around a female. I don't know if that's how she is. Wait, 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 you taught in the only girls school, right? When you served, yeah, that's access- that's another accessibility, right? Okay, so let me. I went to a boarding school, right? And okay. we're both. It's it's um a comp- uh, it's both genders, like it's a mixed. Okay, mixed. School. Yeah. Okay. Um, sex. Mm-hmm. But even within our mixture, right, there were still girls that just like girls and there were guys that just like guys, right? So here is my thing, right? Then we were mm-hmm. young kids where I went to primary school. I went to primary and both my school was 
both secondary and primary boarding schools, right? Okay. So then it becomes, so at a young age of like six, seven, eight, you had girls that were liking girls. And then at teenage okay. years, you still had that. And as a Nigerian culture, it, it, it feels like for me, when people then go off to university, they're like, oh, you have to let those things go. You know, like that's not who you are. But some people, they've always known who they were. They just were not accepted by the norm because, oh, you know, we're here now, we can do this. But as soon as we step out of the school gates, as soon as YAC is done, we have to change and become okay. what society expects us to be, right? And I guess okay. my thing is, I, if, if people that knew who they were, then why can we not be open to them as a society and just accept them without necessarily looking for explanation, you know? Yes, you see, just like <laughs> we've said, just like we've said, the culture is not accommodating. That is why um, in the era of the last president, good luck, Jonathan, there was a bill that was passed for 14 years jail term. Isn't that, isn't that like, just like listen to that, like, it's very funny. Okay, so people that commit fornication, which one is fornication when you're married, right? So when married is okay. fornication, be adultery. No. Fornication when you're married, is adultery. Adultery, exactly. So people that commit adultery, they go, they get nothing. But just because you like this person who happens to be of the same gender you are, you get 14 years imprisonment. That is crazy. Like, that what? is crazy. <laughs> and as much as so, Jonathan, as a governor, ex-president, Jonathan, whatever his name is, um, yeah. as a person, didn't do, he did a little bit for Nigeria. But that particular thing, I feel like, took away every good thing. Like, <laughs> literally wiped it all away. Because these are people, they should be able to express themselves. They should be able to, you know own who they are as individuals. And why you see some Nigerians, they are married with, with spouses and families, but they also have like person of the same gender yeah. that they're in a different relationship with. Yes. You see, uh, so adultery is seen as morally corrupt. It's seen as a sin, but it is not seen as a crime. Can you imagine? Can you imagine? Is it? Is it? Yeah. Same? I don't. I don't. So, yeah. <laughs> but indulging in same-sex practice is seen as a crime. Yeah. And uh, I think that that law still stands in Nigeria. It does, to, which is today. weird. Like it's twenty twenty-one. It hasn't been abolished yet. Um, no matter the angle we look at it from, I have a feeling that that law will still stay for many years to come. Yeah, irrespective of whether people like it or not irrespective of whether people like it or not that law will still stay because like i said we are not accommodating even america um well we can marry uh, donald america trump can let people marry at least they're not throwing them in jail for 14 years well yes but i think there are some states in america that still don't accept it yeah that's true there are some states right so like i said you know, uh, even your, your the ex-president, Donald Trump, was very critical of it. Am I right? So it is, it is seen as a crime. But I have a feeling, I have a feeling that 
it would it will be a very long time for years to come from now the world might begin to relax its its views its its harsh views on this issue of same sex yeah. and allow people to do whatever they want be, i know i know so you understand yeah I, I i feel like the way it is going this might be 50 years from now yeah. it might not be anytime soon but i feel like maybe in the next two generations next 30 40 generations probably those people might be more woke work so just you know allow people to do whatever they want and be whoever they want to be but for now it is illegal wrong mm. like I said earlier the cause the cost of uh, being gay being not being gay of course not being gay being straight is seen as the normal stuff mm-hmm. i mean you are born into this world you grow up you like someone of the opposite gender you you marry you have kids and so on so on so on and so forth yeah you know so being gay is seen as a deviation from the norm and uh, it's it is seen as change okay so if both of you get married how will you have kids are you going to adopt i mean who is the father? Who is but the marriage mother? isn't always to have kids. So I feel like that's what people, that's also like a thing that, um, that like it's, it's, it's propaganda wrongly. Like, I feel like it's been taught to always, to people like, oh, marriage is supposed to reproduce or something. Some people want to do that. Some people just want to enjoy themselves like each other and just have a life and go. Not I don't know, but yeah, go on, sorry. Yes, so um, now look at the culture again, where you are from, especially the African culture. Yes, I know in the Western culture, two people can come and say, oh, fine, Um, let's get married. We don't want to have kids. I don't think I've seen any African say they'll get married. I don't have kids. And you have girls. Well, maybe because they're also westernized, but yeah, I know quite a few. That would be. That 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 is the only reason why they will do that. Because I'm just I am just trying to imagine myself now getting married. And uh, I come and tell me my mom, okay, mommy, uh, my wife and I we have actually decided <laughs> not to have kids. Yeah. <laughs> I will be killed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know, say, say you understand. See, if you know you don't want to have kids, don't marry. Yeah, no, really. That is how it is. That is how it that is. is. No, that is how it is over here. It's better, over here. Okay. Yes, over here. Okay. In, in not just in Nigeria, in Africa, because I know that yes, whatever happens here is the same way that it is being kind of felt in other African countries, the same feeling. Yeah, if two people have decided to get married, it is a must. I'm not saying yeah, that Bob is the one going to force them. <laughs> but trust me, the society will force you. It is a must for you to want to have kids. That's something we need to unlearn, though. That's something we need to, like, 
that's another another avenue for letting people choose their own decisions, letting people be okay this with their own decisions. Because sometimes you see people when you just know they will be terrible parents. Like, and you would sometimes these people themselves know, oh my God, I'm going to be a terrible mother. But because society expects them to have a child, to have someone carry on their names, um, they have kids and they literally don't know what to do with these kids. And then you you have they go they give it to children who one way or the other begins to have to heal from their parents, from the decisions their parents made. And there's yes. that life that isn't the best, you know, because their parents were expected to have kids by society. Yes. So I am I am I am of the opinion that do not bring kids into this world that you are not going to cater for in all ramifications, be it financially, be it physically, spiritually, emotionally. Mm-hmm. If you don't do that, don't bring kids into the world. But as I speak to you currently, I know it is still the same everywhere. The notion of getting married in Nigeria is that there must be results soon for that marriage. And by results, I mean you must have kids. The society would already, which is very bad, the society would already stigmatize you if you're married and no kids. It is a very bad culture. And automatically, people always question the female. Like it's always like, oh, let's go pray for you. Let it's never the male, which is just yeah. That is that is the sad thing about it. That that is a certain. Most times the problem could even come from a male. His sperm might be weak or he has a low sperm count or something, but they just see it as a female being unable to conceive. So the society already kind of stigmatizes a marriage that does not have kids. So that's why the notion right here for getting married is you have to have kids. So I, I, I know of one or two people that will be lucky like, okay, if they don't want to have kids, then let them not get married. So wow. I, would, I am even of the, I am even of the, I would even support the motion that says do not get married if you don't want to have kids. Okay. Because so, but what if they want to enjoy each other's company for the rest of their lives without just complicating it with kids? Now you could be partners in the Western world, in the Western culture. Having partners is more common. You could Google some big names and you just see, when, when you check their personal history, you will not see wife, you will not see husband, you will see partner. Mm-hmm. So that's, that's okay, right? So in, in, in the Western part, right? So having a yeah. partner means this person is your significant other. But marriage makes it like... Legal. It's more of a commitment. Exactly. I mean, they're both commitments. Yeah. It makes it legal, like you said. It um, but it also like changes dynamics with like maybe if there were to be death involved, you know, there is that part of automatically with the legal stance, you know, you, you take care of this person's bodies, you... You take care of their property, what they leave behind, you know, things like that. Um, yes. But if you're partnered up and there isn't any like written document to support your understanding of those things, um, yes. it becomes a little more complicated with the state and the people's families. I mean, I'm not questioning anybody's decision to be married or be partnered up, 
But I'm saying just because people don't want kids doesn't mean they cannot choose to marry. You are right. Everyone should be able to have the choice to get married and decide that, yes, they don't want to have kids. I mean, it's their choice. But the kind of society we are in will not give them breathing space. I, I guess society you're in, in Nigeria. Which is sad. Yes, yes. When I mean society we are in, I'm talking about Nigerian culture. I'm talking about African culture. Okay. You know, I've actually never been to maybe US or any of the countries. I've not lived there before. Um, it might be hard for me to speak about what is applicable over there mm-hmm. and what is not. But for where I come from, where I live... Nigerian society will not give you a breathing space. Oh, you'll be stigmatized. Trust me, you will not enjoy that marriage. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, people might not even see it that, okay, this is a decision taken by these two people. They might see ah, these ones can't even get a child. Like, they will see that as if maybe they are trying, and yet it is not it's coming. Not yeah, so you will not for now. In the next few years, perception might change. Mm-hmm. You know, like I said, we are gradually entering generations that are getting more and more woke. Mm-hmm. Yes. So in the next 20, 30, 40, 50 years, many of our old peeps would have probably gone, but will not be the old ones. And we are already kind of woke right now. So try to imagine... Um, the kids that we would have, we are already exposed, they would be more exposed. And it yeah. goes on and on like that. So in the next couple of decades, probably centuries, um, perceptions will definitely change. Be redefined for sure, for sure. It will be redefined, it will be redefined. But for now, my, my sincere advice is, if both of you have decided not to get married, please remain as partners. Mm. I'm sorry, if, if, if a lot of you have decided not to have kids, my own advice, my own opinion, everyone is excited to have different opinions. But my own personal opinion is that if both of you have decided not to have kids, please remain as partners. Be loyal to one another. Okay. Don't get married. All right. Don't get married. Don't do um, it. In this country, don't do it. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So two more questions before you go, right? Number one, okay. I've seen people talk about exorcism, like they literally take them to churches and have like, you know, imams like try to cast out the evil spirits in people. And it's just dehumanizing. It's like, what are your thoughts? First thing I would say is, the world we live in is spiritual. Mm-hmm. Take it or leave it. Yeah. Be an atheist, be a Christian, be a Muslim, whatever religion you find yourself practicing. The world we live in is spiritual. And uh, one way or the other, for those who do not believe in God and um, all probably attribute everything to pass in the universe, there will be one or two encounters spiritually that you might have had that will be like okay okay this is not just a clear eye something mm. something is behind this happening yeah yes i personally have witnessed that countless times so i can beat my chest and say yes the world we live in is spiritual it is not out of place for 
demons to be exorcised out of people. You know, um, I can't categorically see someone now and say, I oh, know this person has a demon in him or he has a demon in now or she has a demon in now. But I mean, if they go to church and a man of God or a spiritual person sees, I mean, there are some people that have, have, have these gifts of seeing. Mm. You know, pastors, you might not necessarily be a pastor for you to be a seer. There's people that can see. Um, it is not out of place for demons to be exercised. But if I should bring it to our discussion so far, I do not think being gay or being a lesbian is uh, maybe there's a demon in that person. I, 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 I do not subscribe to that. I don't think praying. Ah, like I said, this, you know, this is a very delicate topic. And um, of course, there are many people who would disagree with me, mm-hmm. but it is fine. But my opinion, I do not think casting and binding would change someone's sexual orientation. I mean, because I know that there are many people that have been taken to church to, you know, um, for prayers and all that, that I know, you know, of course now, your people will see, uh, the parents of the, that person will see him as, ah, no, there's a demon in this person. How can, yeah. you, how can you be a boy? And you say you are liking a boy. Or how can you be a girl? And you say, ah, no, there's a demon. Let's take her to church. Let's take him to church. I do not, I have not heard of any church or any kind of person that has had a changed sexual orientation because... Exactly, with all the... Yeah, yeah. yes, I have not seen. Okay. There might be, I do not know. There might be, I do not know, but I have not seen. And probably what I see is when I might believe that, okay, fine, maybe it is possible for these people to for this demon to be casted and binded, you know, for so far so good, I have not seen. So um, in that regard, in that regard, for now, I'll say yes, until I am convinced otherwise. I'll say yes, um, I don't think casting and binding will change someone's sexual orientation. So okay. in, if, if, it's in term, if it's in terms of life generally, um, yes, the world is a spiritual, the world is a spiritual place. So yes, demons exist. Yes, they do exist. Because as long as you believe that there is God who created you, for those who believe, not everyone believes that there is God. As long as you believe that there is God, you believe that yes, we are living in a spiritual world. And um, if I will go biblical, um, anything that is bound, the Bible says anything that is bound in heaven is bound on earth. You know, many battles are spiritual battles. So demons to exist. This I agree with. So yeah, casting and binding demons is good. It happens. But for sexual orientation, I do not think, in my opinion, that that might help. Okay. Because that is a different ball game entirely. All right. How do you think Nigeria or Black people as a culture and as a race can help 
alleviate like prejudice, prejudices against um, gay, lesbian, and bisexual people. For now, Nigeria can't help. <laughs> Trust me. <laughs> there is no way anybody, if you like, come out and be a gay rights activist, LGBT community. The Nigeria we currently are in doesn't care about if you like come out and say this. Nah, 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 nah. For now, it would it will be a struggle mm. for gays and lesbians to actually express themselves comfortably here. Yeah. Okay. okay. It would be a struggle for now. In years to come, yes, the perception might change, you know, might. I'm not saying it will, who mm. knows? Might change, but for now, I don't think there is anything so. okay. that can be done right now to, you know, yeah. So that's how just it. All right, and that's okay. that's fair. Do you have any final words? We're going to wrap up here. <laughs> yes, yes. So, um, from all what we've spoken about so far, everyone should go, every adult, every adult, not just everyone, every adult should do whatever they want to do and be ready to take responsibility for whatever the outcome of their action is. That is just it. If you're a girl, you want to just again, please by all means do. Express yourself. Mm. But we're ready to take responsibility. For gays and lesbians, yeah. they are free to express themselves. Now, the outcome of the action in Nigeria is 14 years. So just be ready to take responsibility for whatever the outcome might be, wherever you find yourself. Mm-hmm. That is just my own take on it. Everyone should be able to express themselves, and, you know, that that is just it, basically. Okay. Okay. Well, to me, I say leave and let leave. Like, you know, just be yourself and Simple. Yeah. yeah. All right. So, thank you so much, Bob, for coming. Yeah. It's been fun yeah. having you. Yeah, thank you so much. I am I am happy. I was able <laughs> to create time for this because as yeah. I'm even living here right now, I'm going on set. Okay. So the weekend series of shoots. Okay. So yeah, thank you so much for having me. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah, I really appreciate more. it. And if there are more topics sometime in the nearest future, you want to probably I would always be happy to Oh sure, for sure. For sure. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you so much. Enjoy the rest of your day. Mm -hmm. Bye. Yeah. And this is the end of the episode. Please, please, please don't forget to subscribe, like, share with friends and families. And until next time, whoever it is you want to be, whatever it is you want to become, all you have to do is start. Bye off.